Welcome back to another episode of Airing It Out with Joe Daly, the week three edition. So we got week three on tap here. And, you know, guys, week two is insane. A lot of big news coming out of week two. And, you know, it's it's so so much to consider. Fantasy, you know, doesn't get easier by the weeks. Each week, you know, you, you leave the draft, you think your team's great. And sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But you just never know what's going to happen and uh, how things will pan out injury wise and, and playing time wise. So we'll see. Uh, we'll take a closer look at that. And coming out of week two, we got a, a jam packed episode today, a lot going on. Uh, so we'll talk about what what's coming up today. You know, we're going to, uh, as always, have our interview with Dr. Ed Strasnick a little later in the show um, just to go over these major injuries that happened this week. And uh, again, we'll talk a little briefly about those in the news section of today, which leads us to, of course, our news segment or, uh, you know, news around the league, what's going on. Again, important to keep up with it. Um, we will also have our Daily's Dynamic Duo segment. This is a weekly segment in which I tell you guys a, a pair of um, players from each each position of the major positions, of course, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, that you should have no problem starting. Don't hesitate. Put them in your lineup. You'll be good to go this week. So the, that's dyna- uh, excuse me, Daily's Dynamic Duos. We'll get there in a little bit. And then, of course, at the end of the episode, we'll do a couple of things that will be a weekly segment as well. And those are, one, our um, lineup of the week, our DFS plays, okay, what we're, we're looking to, uh, to to roll out there in DFS this week and hope to hope to win some money, hope to make some cash. And then last but not least, we'll finish the episode like we normally do with a fantasy Q&A heading into week three. Guys, there is so much going on uh, around the league. And, uh, you know, like I said, it, it's, it's important that we – we uh, be mindful of all these reports coming out, uh, you know, about playing time and and injuries and stuff like that, so we can make the best decisions possible. And here at airing it out, that's what we want to help you guys do, and you know, that's to make the best decisions that you possibly can. And uh, there's different ways that we do that. So of course, if you're here, you're listening to the show. That means you hopefully subscribe. But if you don't, wherever you listen to the show, please subscribe. Uh, if you could give us a great rating and review, that would be fantastic. Certainly help the show out, and we would appreciate that. So um, definitely listen to the podcast. Also, if you don't already, go to your web browser and bookmark airingitout.com. That's airingitout.com. Uh, tons of articles and, and content going up, uh, and there's more and more every week, so we're hoping to uh, just ramp that up more as the season goes on. Very, very happy and uh, pleased with uh, what, what's coming in the near future there, especially leading into week three, so uh, be mindful of that. Keep a close eye. Um, and then also, again, if you're on social media, you probably are. I think almost everyone is. Uh, including, you know, grandparents and stuff these days. So if you're on social media, uh, you can definitely find us at at airing it out ff at airing it out ff on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, always try to post, uh, you know, when episodes are coming out and when they do come out. And then, of course, I, I love to uh, kind of you know fish around for some questions that you may have leading into each week that we can answer on the show. Uh, and I love to give feedback. Uh, directly uh, on those social media sites as well. So uh, again, any way we can help you out to, uh, to to manage your teams and hopefully take some victories home, that that's what we're trying to do here. So again, thank you for all of you that have been listening and have continued to listen. I've, I'm you know I'm grateful for that, and I hope you keep coming back. And then for anyone who's new this week, listen, uh, this is airing it out, and we are here to help with your fantasy team. So. Without further ado, let's get right into the episode. We're going to go into our news segment, but we're going to do that right after a word from our sponsor. 
All right, guys, as I always say, it's so important to make sure you are aware of the news going around the NFL. Um, you know, fantasy is much more than just plugging people into a lineup. It's uh, it's about making sure you're staying uh, up to date on everything that's going on with your players and, and the teams that they're on and the way things are kind of shaking out from week to week. So uh, it's important that you guys, um, you know, make make these, uh, these roster decisions with the best information in mind. So let's get right to the news of the week leading into week three. All right, guys, cue the sad music for this one. This is uh, this is a tough story to break to fantasy football players everywhere, especially if you had a high draft pick this year, uh, say you know the first overall pick or the second overall pick, guys. Uh, unless you've been under a rock, you've uh, you've 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 heard this news, you've seen it. Uh, Saquon Barkley out for the year, and Christian McCaffrey out for what seems to be at least a month. Now we're going to get a little bit in you know in depth with these, a lot a lot more in depth with these when we uh, you know visit the medical tent with. Uh, Dr. Edward Strassick later in the show, but uh, you know, just to kind of quickly go over some of this news, Saquon Barkley, he tore his ACL on Sunday, um, you know, in, in, in what is just a horrific uh, end to the year for him as an NFL player. And of course, any of his fantasy owners that spent the second overall pick uh, more than likely on him. Uh, you know, it's just, it's sad to see. And of course, you know, the shakeout of that, uh, at least for fantasy players, because again, we're given the fantasy perspective here is, you know, what do we do? What do I do next? And, um, you know, hopefully you're able to get them in waivers or if you used fab, you probably spent up quite a bit, uh, a little scary uh, on which way to go there. Um, Devante Freeman, who, uh, has been sitting out the first couple of weeks, uh, free agent, uh, what didn't sign kind of took, you know, didn't take offers for more money, uh, in the off season. I think it was the Seahawks that offered him something. The Jags offered him something uh, earlier this year. Uh, and he didn't want those cause he didn't think he'd have a shot to, uh, compete for the, you know, the starting position. Um, so he waited and it ended up working out. He signs a, a deal that's, I believe, worth up to $3 million for the, you know, with the Giants. So we'll see how that shakes out. Um, you know, you got Wayne Gallman there still. He's not very inspiring, but, you know, it could be, could be a bit of a committee there. I think Freeman will probably get the majority of the carries, but we've seen him behind an, a bad offensive line before uh, with the Falcons. So, we'll, we'll, again, we'll see how it shakes out, but we've seen this story before. Again, he's not old uh, by running back standards. You know, he's, He's, he's getting there. He's 28. This is where the decline starts to typically happen, but he's dealt with injuries and we'll see kind of where he, where he pans out in this, in this backfield. Uh, I think Dion Lewis could have some value. I think the giants game scripts are going to be typically them going from behind. And uh, he's, he's the pass catching back um, and, and has been for quite some time. You know, he was with the Titans. That, that was his role. Um, you know, but Devonte Freeman, he's no slouch either in the passing game. But yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be interesting to see, especially early on, how they shake out the carries there. Um, you know, could it be Gallman right out the gate just to you know, uh, you know, uh, starting week three as someone who's going to carry the ball a bit more because he's more, uh, uh, you know, he's been in the offense for a little bit longer than everyone else here, um, especially Freeman who just got there. But you know, we'll see how it shakes out. But uh, again, sad news for Saquon Barkley, and you hope that this doesn't, you know, he 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 has his big monster contract coming, and does he get it? You know. I think he, you know, if, if all the injuries news is, you know, positive and like the, the recovery stuff, I, I think he will still garner quite a large chunk of change. Uh, and you hope he's getting the money that he deserves that, you know, Zeke and all, the rest of these guys are getting. So we'll see how it shakes out. But like I said, tough situation for fantasy owners, of course, and uh, certainly for the player himself. And then the other one of another big one, the first overall pick, and I would imagine almost every fantasy draft was Christian McCaffrey. 
running back for the Panthers. And, uh, you know, this one just sucks. It's um, a high ankle sprain. Don't love that, especially for a guy of his running caliber, uh, you know, caliber of runner where, you know, he's uh, he's he's the make you miss type. He's he's a quick guy. He, he's uh, cutting through the holes and stuff. So you hate to see a high ankle sprain um, certainly limit his mobility. That's why I think, you know, he's out for at least three weeks. And again, we'll talk with this more in depth with someone who knows what they're talking about. And that is uh, Dr. Edward Strasick in the medical tent. But, um, you know, it, again, Four weeks at least, three to four. He's on uh, short-term IR, so three weeks at least. But you imagine it might be a little bit longer than that. Um, and again, this had people scrambling on the waiver wire. Uh, Mike Davis, the popular pickup, uh, who is who has shown flashes. He's you know come in behind CMC and done some nice stuff, especially when out with the injury. Uh, he's a hard runner and someone that uh, is is speedy and uh, can 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 certainly um, help keep the ship uh, afloat, so to speak. Uh, so if you you know, wanted to spend up fab or if you had a high waiver priority and you end up grabbing them, uh, you should get at least a good month out of them. And fantasy is a week to week league. You know, it's a week to week proposition. So um, if you can get some good, uh, good stuff out of those, you know, we'll just call it a month, uh, then it could pay off for you long term. We'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, very, very sad story with these two. And hopefully, uh, hopefully CMC comes strong, uh, comes back strong for those owners uh, that took them with the first overall pick. Um, you know, We'll see. We'll see how it, how it happens. But again, a little later in the episode, we'll talk to Dr. Edward Strauss and see what he thinks uh, with these guys going forward. All right. This next story comes out of Las Vegas where we see two Raiders stars um, magically, uh, <laughs> mysteriously not reporting to practice for uh, the last couple of days. It's it's making uh, fantasy owners a little bit shaky, as it should. And those two players are, of course, Josh Jacobs, the uh, star running back, and Darren Waller, the absolute breakout tight end that's having himself a great uh, uh, second year campaign. It, it's, it's looking it's looking grim, uh, so to speak, um, but not completely. I mean, it's hard to say that there's anything really wrong. This, you know, as a Monday night game, they both got a lot of reps in Monday night. Um, it's hard to say that this is something that is that crucial. To, you know. Uh, Josh Jacobs came out of that game a little dinged up. Um, you know, uh, it looked like a hip issue, and that's what's be- being reported that he uh, was out with a hip um, in both yesterday and today's practice. So uh, we'll see where that shakes out. He was getting stretched out, or what? I- I'm not again, not exactly sure what <laughs> what was happening on the side, but you know, looked like the uh, the uh, hip hip area was was being favored. But then he was put back into the game. So it, I my my instinct is that this is probably a rest situation there you know they just played on monday uh both a little dinged up and uh waller as well and you know he's dealing with an injury uh again but again he had, he had a fantastic uh week week two uh in, in darren wall i mean just uh, 13 targets something like it was above 10 it was uh um just exactly what you want to see out of a tight end that you know he's basically a wide receiver as far as target wise i mean that's you don't get that a lot in fantasy at these days the that sort of performance just racking up the yards and i think i think his success his reign will just continue um and josh jacobs has been my um my surprise i won't i won't say that he hasn't been a surprise to me because he's someone that was very high coming into the year but he has been just doing exactly kind of the things i thought he would do i thought you know and, and john gruden is using him in the way i thought he would he you know john gruden's the old school um type of coach he wants to you know have that um 
just a dirty football. You know, the, uh, the, 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 you know, run the ball up the gut. Let's keep run the clock. Let's let's ground and pound. And then we, you know, we'll hit them over the top. Uh, you know, just that style of coach, I think with the type of that style of runner, uh, Josh Jacobs, you see his burst, you see him break through holes and just run insanely hard. Uh, it makes you a little nervous with these injuries. You know, if with that style of running, you know, certainly the injuries, uh, could, could come, could, could pile up. And, uh, but you hope these aren't serious right now. There's no indication that they're going to miss time. However, you know, as far as, uh, when Sunday rolls around, but you, you just want to monitor this very closely again, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, two of the stars. I mean, the centerpieces of the offense, they would be in a world of hurt this Sunday. Uh, the Raiders would be against the, um, just blooming, uh, new England Patriots. And, and I mean, Cam Newton is having a better year than I think anyone thought. I think, uh, you know, I, I coming into the year, I was, I was high on him as a late round pick. If you were able to snag him late, you're certainly, uh, you know, happy with that, happy with that pickup for sure. Um, you know, in they're filing firing on all cylinders and he's saying it's about respect. This he's not playing for money. He's playing for respect this year. And I think he's earning it week by week. We'll see as that, you know, if that continues. Um, but I think with him and Belichick, it's my, my bet is that it does. So again, Without Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs, I am worried for the two and O Las Vegas Raiders bringing some uh, bringing some success to the uh, city of Las Vegas. So keep an eye on the guys going forward. See how it pans out. All right, so our final piece of news from the day comes to us from Los Angeles, and that is uh, with the Los Angeles Chargers, who had to make a massive uh, you know last minute swing to their plans last week uh, up against you know no other team and the Chiefs, of course, the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, you know, the Chargers had to start a rookie quarterback with no prior experience, no preseason games, none of that. And, uh, you know, Justin Herbert came out and surprised a lot of people. I mean, he was fantastic. I mean, other than, uh, you know, I think like one really bonehead sort of throw, he actually had a fantastic game. He was, you know, going through his progressions. He was finding receivers. And he, him and him and the Chargers defense kept that, that team in the game to the point that they went to overtime. Uh, Anthony Lynn decided to punt um, on their own side of the field, which again, typically you'd say, yeah, okay. But if you're going up against, uh, you know, division rival ch- um, Chiefs and uh, you have the opportunity to, to beat them, you know, defending champs, and uh, you just need a little bit of yardage to get there. Uh, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's, it's tough to say when you're not in the coaching, you know, the coaching hot seat, but I think I would have went for it there and uh, hoped for the best. Um it turns out they, you know, the Chargers end up losing uh, because the Chiefs were able to go down and kick that 58-yard field goal with Harrison Bucker. Another fantastic uh, performance at him. Did, did it more than once that day. Um, but yeah, so the the story really to focus on here coming out is Justin Herbert. Could he be a guy that's uh, someone that you you end up rostering, whether it's a backup quarterback or if you're in a two QB league, he might be someone that you want to take a look at, uh, you know, a hard look at. Uh, especially, you know, um, we'll see how he how he pans out this week, right? We have. Um, Again, someone who you know he's mobile. He can he can make the throws. He proved it, you know against a not so easy um, you know uh, opponent in, in the Chiefs. Like the defense they're not bad, of course. Um, and he gets he gets a defense that is kind of bad uh, this week, and that's the Carolina Panthers. So this is a game to monitor. I mean, if you are iffy with your quarterback, I think just Justin Herbert could be someone that you you throw on your bench and and just see what happens. But he's got a nice. Nice uh, week this week. The Panthers have been um, 
not great against the pass, certainly not great against the run, which should open things up for the pass. Uh, so it's something that, you know, we want to keep an eye on. But again, this guy seems like he has the goods. It's one game, so you don't want to um, go too heavy and too far into it. But again, on little preparation as far as actual gameplay, um, none if you <laughs> on the NFL level other than practice, um, you know, in scrimmages. So it, it, to see him perform like that was was pretty shocking and and again that that keeps my attention that it, it piques my interest and it's something that i want to monitor so i i think you guys should too if you are someone who is streaming quarterbacks or you know your starter's not um not panning out the way you thought he would uh this is someone that you might want to take a look at justin herbert and, and again rookie quarterbacks these days um they they tend to you know mature a little bit quicker than uh than you know years past so again Justin Herbert, we, you know, who knows next year we could be talking about him as a, you know, uh, a sleeper candidate or, or, or more. So keep an eye on Justin Herbert. Okay, that, that about does it for the news today. I mean, there's a lot more we can talk about, but, uh, you know, we'll be here for three hours. So let's not do that. Um, but after the break, very simply put, we're going to move along to a uh, weekly segment. Okay, week three coming up. So for week three, we're going to talk about dailies, dynamic duos, Two starters from every skill position that you should have no problem starting because they will have big weeks for you coming into week three. Stay tuned. And now everyone's favorite segment, Daily's Dynamic Duos, a uh, time in the episode where we like to, every week, give you two kind of locked and loaded starters, in my opinion, uh, that are, are gonna gonna perform big for you, uh, and we'll do those. And when I say two, I mean two from each of the major skill positions: running back, wide receiver, quarterback, and tight end. And uh, you know, this is a this is a big week, week three for uh, a lot of teams. Maybe you started strong and you want to keep that going. Maybe you started not so strong and you want to uh, kind of turn the tide and, and and make things right. So um, hopefully, some of these players, either you have them, you can go trade for them, whatever it may be. And I think they'll have big weeks for you here in possibly beyond too. So um, we'll start out right quick, right off the bat with uh, running back position. We'll kind of mix it up today. Now, I, you know, I, I, I was preparing for this segment and then, I, you know, in a different setting, I was preparing, uh, you know, a couple of days later for the um, lineup of the week, DraftKings, as I was going through this uh, salaries and stuff like that. And uh, I, I ended up realizing that some of these players are repeated about, uh, you know, we'll say about half of them. So four out of the eight are repeated in both segments. So I'll, I'll touch briefly on those that are going to be repeated later um, in the um, the DFS, the lineup of the week uh, for me. Uh, I'll touch briefly on those guys here and then uh, give you more of an in-depth uh, analysis on those guys uh, later in the episode. So, but we'll start out with the guy uh, and I won't tell you who's who, but you'll, you'll know eventually, or maybe I'll, I'll kind of give you the hint. Um, but we'll start off with a guy uh, in Jonathan Taylor, rookie running back for the Indianapolis Colts, who obviously has been, um, you know, flung into the starting lineup with the injury to Marlon Mack, the season ender. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to have a fantastic week. He's one of my dynamic duo running backs for this week. Uh, you know, he's up against the Jets, the uh, lowly Jets, the, the very sad uh, Jets. If uh, if you're a Jets fan, I, I just I'm sorry for you. And, you know, and I'm a Cowboys fan, so my my roller coaster ride isn't much easier. But, uh, you know. The Jets last week to the Niners, and this is, you know, after injuries that were sustained, uh, you know, to Raheem Mostert and about half the entire Niners team. But uh, the Jets gave up 182 yards to the 49er, 49er uh, running backs last week. I mean, 182 yards, that's a ton, obviously, I don't have to tell you that. Um, you know, it's, it's the offensive line, uh, you know, 
for the Colts has been strong. It hasn't been playing exactly up to the point that we want to see it. I think, you know, I think we were expecting a little bit, uh, a little bit more protection for Philip Rivers. I mean, he's been, uh, you know, pretty protected better than he was in San Diego last year, but you know, uh, but I, I don't think they're going to have any problems opening up running lanes against this, uh, just poor jets run defense. Again, last week, 182 yards to, um, to the Niners running back. So I, I think we see a repeat performance again, Jonathan Taylor, I spoke about in a previous episode, he is a supreme talent, someone that you, that can be a bell cow back. And the, sadly the injury to Marlon Mack opened up the opportunity for him to show just that. I think the Colts are going to love him going forward. He's, they're going to have him, you know, pretty cheap these next few years, a rookie contract. Um, you know, and I think, I think when that's over, if he stays healthy, his, they're, you know, a team, whether it's the Colts or someone else, is going to have to pay up mightily for him because I think he is going to be a difference maker in this league for sure. And I think that uh, continues this week. And this might be his breakout, breakout game. He, I think he he really goes and um, just absolutely demolishes these uh, Jets. And, and the Colts have been in uh, some interesting matchups so far. I think this one they, they win pretty handily um and, and you know jonathan taylor a little bit knee knee uh Hines sprinkled in well they'll be the uh the guys carrying the ship at least in the second half for me so jonathan taylor is my first running back dynamic duo uh guy and then secondly is miles sanders he's someone that's going to be in the dfs segment later um in short just now just to you know before and i'll go into it a little bit deep uh, deeper uh later as to why i like him uh the Bengals struggle with the run they're just bad and if you watch the cleveland brown uh primetime game uh, browns versus Bengals, you saw exactly that two running backs having fantastic fancy days and i think that will continue with uh miles sanders here but we'll go more into that a little bit later let's move to the wide receivers again both these guys actually uh, you know i was here i am prepping these two things i'm like oh this wow this guy's salary is fantastic yeah oh, i'm gonna write him he's gonna be in my lineup of the week and then of course i looked at my dynamic duos segment that i had planned and i said wow holy crap i i, I saw this coming and here we are um so cd lamb cowboys wide receiver slot wide receiver and we'll talk more about you know him being in the slot and why it's important in this matchup particular in particular um he's he's uh he's one guy he's uh the wide receiver one of my Dynamic duos of the week, and the other guy is Tyler Lockett. Okay, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver. Uh, I this, I mean, simply put, this is going to be an absolute shootout. This is going to be the game of the week. Who knows? It may end up being the game of the year. Both these defenses are horrible against the pass, and we are going to see what I think is going to be a massive shootout. And again, we'll get more deeply into those a little bit later. But CD Lamb's already coming out and, and showing out. Uh, last week he had uh, he made ma- you know made some big plays. The moment wasn't too big for him, which I like to see out of a rookie wide receiver. But, uh, you know, that's good to see. And then Tyler Lockett again. I mean, Russell Wilson is scoring a billion touchdowns a game, it looks like. I mean, five touchdowns last week, I believe it was. I mean, just absolutely monstrous performances out of Russell Wilson. So, again, we'll see how that shakes out. Um, But I, I, I would be shocked if this thing doesn't hit the over, and we'll talk about that as well a little bit later. Excellent. So let's move on to um, the tight end position. We'll leave the quarterbacks for last. When does that ever happen? But we will. Uh, tight end. So Tyler Higby, Rams tight end. He, they talked about in the offseason wanting to get him a lot more work, and they that's exactly what they're doing. And um, they're using him in the end, you know, near the end zone, and all that stuff. So let's let's take a look at why I like Tyler Higby this week. So he's up against the Bills. You know, they're a better defense than what he's seen so far this year. The Cowboys are horrendous. That was week one, uh, but he didn't have a huge game then. And then um, he played what well, was. It? three was it three uh was it three touchdowns multiple touchdowns against the um eagles uh so i mean he you know not nothing great but the bills are uh, overall better defense but 
They just gave up 130 yards and a touchdown to Mike Kosicki. Now, Mike Kosicki's no slouch. I've said this before. He's one of my sleeper tight ends for the year. I have him on a couple of my teams, two two of my teams in different leagues, and, and, and I'm, I'm not happy that I do because he finally had that big-time big, big time performance. So lining him up in the slot uh, at, a, at an alarming rate for a tight end. Now, we know we've seen tight ends line up in the slot, but this guy's going out. He's basically a just oversized receiver, and he's athletic enough to be. So um, that's Kosicki, but Tyler Higby is now facing the, those bills. Now, Matt Milano, the linebacker, is great at covering athletic type of tight ends um, like Kosicki, right? And Higby's one of those guys too. He uh, He's questionable to go. He was out last week, and he's questionable to go this week. So, you know, if he's not playing, I I, I love Higby even more. But I think Higby could have a, a decent week regardless. But if, if he can't go, um, the linebacker, uh, Matt Milano, I think that uh, Higby, locked and loaded, he'll, be, he'll have a, a massive game. Um, you know, in a better offense than Gasicki is, right? So you can argue our Gasicki is in a, in a worse offense. So he's going to, of course, soak up more targets. They're going to need to throw more. Um, but, you know, the Bills are, are, are you know, uh, the Bills are showing up. They, they, they just look good. Um, so we'll see. And Josh Allen seems to have taken that step, that leap as a quarterback. So, you know, we, we hope that that sticks up um, for him as well. So, Tyler Higby is number one. And then my number two, uh, you know, dynamic duo tight end for week three is Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith, uh, he's one of my guys you'll see a little bit later in the episode, the last one you'll see a little bit later, and that is uh, in the DFS lineup of the week. Um, But he's someone that you can uh, expect to have a massive day um, because the Vikings are just absolutely horrible, horrible against the pass and uh i think we should we should see we should see john U. smith have a massive massive day and they just gave up a big day to a backup tight end for the colts in mo alley cox so again keep an eye on him he's someone that i really like this week i actually have him and gasicki in, in uh in two leagues i think and i'm you know i would I'm, do i go two tight ends this week i mean is that a little crazy i don't know so i, I i'm i'm you know I'm making that decision in multiple leagues and we'll see how it shakes out but I think Jonathan Smith can really, really uh, do some big, big damage. And uh, my quarterback, we'll start with the first one, is Ryan Tannehill, simply because he's going up against these Vikings. You know, the Vikings cannot <laughs> guard, uh, you know, cannot um, defend the pass. So I think Ryan Tannehill will be throwing quite a bit in this one. And uh, I think J- John U. Smith will be the beneficiary of that with A.J. Brown out. I think Corey Davis has a big game. He's another guy to look at as well. But uh, Ryan Tannehill, I think, is – you know, he's a someone, he's someone that he's not one of these, you know, he's not Mahomes or, or Lamar Jackson, but he's someone that this week, uh, if you're streaming uh, quarterbacks or maybe you even picked him up to be your starter because he's, he's again, showing up week in and week out for, for weeks now, even before the season started, the end of last season. So he's someone you might want to take a hard look at if you, if you want to, you know, stream quarterbacks or you're looking for a backup or specialist, definitely in a two quarterback league um, for sure. Now, John Smith and Ryan Tannehill, little secret stack, uh, you know, cheaper stack in DFS to help you save money and pay up elsewhere. Um, I think that's, uh, you know, that's a nice little stack there, John Smith and um, and Ryan Tano. But let's get to the last quarterback, the second quarterback in my dynamic duos for week number three, and that is Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, Steelers quarterback. They are facing the Texans this week. Let me read some numbers for you, uh, points that the um, – that team scored against the Texans. Week one, the Chiefs, of course, a great offense, right? 34 points. Week two, the Ravens, again, another great offense, 33 points. Now, are the Steelers the same offenses as those? No, but do they have 
skill position players that are fantastic at every level, yes, they are insanely deep. You got Chase Claypool coming on. You got Deontay Johnson being an absolute like menace. You got Juju doing his thing. They have the options to throw. Ben Roethlisberger is, you know, he's being protected. I honestly think he has a massive week this week against the Texans who just bleed points to uh, quarterbacks and, and wide receivers. Again, they played two very, very top of the, you know, top of the league offenses. But, you know, the Steelers are certainly um, not slackers in that regard. And I think that they'll put up big numbers. And that starts with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, we'll actually see his running back in the DFS column a little bit later as well. So something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I I just expect a massive game from Ben Ben Roethlisberger. So if you're again one of those people that didn't get those top tight ends or, or excuse me top quarterbacks and you're trying to figure out who to go with, uh, he might be someone as well. Um, so that does it for Daily's dynamic duos for week three. Uh, you know if you guys have these guys, great. Um, plug them in, no problem, no questions asked. I think they're gonna have just absolutely fantastic weeks. And uh, you know I wish you the best of luck going into week three. Hey guys, as I mentioned earlier, this was a massive week. Week two was a massive week for injuries. And uh, week three is where you get, you know, as you're prepping for week three, that's where you got to focus your attention on making sure you can fill those holes in your roster and, you know, start to think about what to do going forward when the players that you do have and are injured, um, you know, are on the way back. How do we handle that? So Dr. Ed Strosnick is here in the medical tent with us today, and we are going to, um, you know, kind of grill them on, on some of these things and, and what to expect going forward. So without further ado, let's get right to the interview. All right, everybody. I'm pleased to be joined again in the medical tent by Dr. Strosnick, doctor of physical therapy. Ed, it's been a wild ride. Two weeks in, a lot of injuries, a lot to talk about. Uh, I want to get right in with it. How, how's it going with you, man? Not too bad, Joe. It's, uh, you know, kind of just what I expected. No preseason guys are coming in. They're playing, uh, you know, full effort, full, you know, full games, full contact. You know, practice rules were a little limited, and uh, you're seeing it firsthand. A lot of a lot of injuries, a lot of big injuries, um, stuff that's really affecting a lot of rosters. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, unfortunately not a shocker, but, it yeah, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a guy that's filling right for the guys that get injured, and they're going to keep playing. Now, before we get into, and I, I couldn't agree with you more, but before we get into the big injuries that are probably affecting, uh, or definitely affecting people's rosters, I want to ask you, uh, the news came out, uh, I think today, uh, about Tyrod Taylor in that situation. The team doctor was giving him a pain injection and what, he punctured a lung or something like that. Is that, is that a common mistake that doctors might make? or ha- Have you heard of anything like that before? Well, any, any procedure around the lungs, uh, you know, any sort of injections, injections uh, in physical therapy, we do a lot of dry needling. Um, you know, there, there's always that risk. And, um, you know, there's a fine line between the tissue in between the ribs and um, obviously what's behind it, which is the lungs. And sometimes you go a little bit deep. And if you have a uh, very close contact with the uh, where the lung field is, right. or if it's right right against the rib cage, then, then you run the risk. Uh, usually it's something that it just takes time. Um, you know, it wasn't a collapsed lung, uh, you know, he didn't have a significant collapse in the lung, so he'll, he'll be fine. It's just one of those things where he's rest, he's probably just a little short of breath at this point. He should, I don't see it being a long-term deal. Right. Probably not going to affect many people's fantasy rosters. Uh, does open the door for the rookie, Justin Herbert. He had a nice, nice, uh, week last week against the Chiefs. So we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, I thought that was kind of crazy. I was, I was, you know, definitely interested to ask you. 
But let's get into the, the you know more of the injuries that are affecting people's rosters in big way, in, you know, huge ways actually. Uh, we'll start with CMC Christian McCaffrey out with a high ankle sprain. We've talked about this a little bit that injury in the past. They're saying the report's out four to six weeks, but you know he's, he's been put on the short term IR, so at least three weeks. I've seen a lot of yeah, stars come back from this and rush back. IR. So how how is that looking? A lot of stars will rush back from this, and they're not a hundred percent. You know, what does that look like as far as effectiveness out of the gate and rest of the season sort of outlook? You know, it's it's one of those things where they put him on the short-term uh, IR for three weeks, and then he's got, what's it, another 21 days to kind of get back on the roster and practice before, you know, they have to make any sort of further designation. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of precautionary to do the three weeks. I don't think that's indicative of him coming back early. And a guy like him who's he's really shifty, um, it's going to be – it's going to be tough for him to come back early, I think, and be effective. Um, especially what's going to happen is if you, you start to see some effective play from, uh, is it Mike Davis? Mike now? Davis, yeah. Yeah, if you start to see some effective play, they might ease him back into the lineup. Um, now, certainly for, for the, the whole season, I, I think he'll finish fine and he'll be healthy. Um, but I, I think you might see some, uh, some partial usage when he gets right back on the field, especially if Davis is playing well. Right. It, would just, it would be smart because you don't want this to become a, uh, a big problem and you don't want it to lead to another injury because he's, he's, he's kind of babying it and, and running routes differently, making cuts differently and leading himself susceptible to injury. Yeah, so if he's looking for it to not linger, he might actually harm himself by trying to protect it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, you're seeing it. You know, you already saw another big player with a, a high ankle sprain, Michael Thomas. He's right. already been, you know, out for, you know, a week and a half. He's... He wants to get. He's getting seen by Robert Anderson up in Green Bay uh, this week, but I don't think he'll be suiting up for another week or two. Um, so you know, he's 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 probably in the early end of the timeline, three to four weeks. The same thing with probably CMC, um, three to four, and you know, I'd say safe four or five. Yeah, I was going to ask. You said he he felt. This uh, Thomas said he felt fantastic in practice last week. I didn't know if that was just player wanting to get out there, speak, or if that's something that I mean, could he, you know. Could, could it even be possible for him to go out there if he were to, you know, give it a go on Sunday night against the Packers? Um, again, I imagine you're saying stay away from him possibly if he were. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a mild sprain, but regardless, it's, it's something where, you know, that's a player. He's competitive, and, you know, especially after, you know, his team lost on, on Sunday. After, and he kind of went out on a limb and maybe embarrassed himself a little bit with a tweet, so I think he wants to be able to, to get back on the field and prove his worth. Right, right. Definitely, yeah. There's, a, again, all these big-name players. Another one was from the 49ers who had a rash of injuries. The entire team seems injured. Uh, we got, you know, the quarterback, Bosa, everybody. So, uh, Mostert, who's had a fantastic start, ended up with an MCL sprain against the Jets. Had a decent game before that happened. But uh, the coaching staff saying it shouldn't lead to an extended absence. That's the reports out of their, you know, their camp. But, uh, you know, what are your, you know, what are your thoughts on his return? Do you see this being a lingering issue? MCL sprains, how do those typically go and all that? You know, MCL sprains, they, they tend to heal relatively quick. They're, they're you know, the, the actual collateral ligaments to give the knee some stability to the inside part of the knee. Um, so for a running back, it's important because every time he's going to cut, change direction, it's going to really strain that ligament. Um, or if he gets tackled from the side, um, you know, but a lot of times, you know, with some rest, four to six weeks, um, maybe even earlier, depending on how, you know, severe the sprain was, um, and a lot, you know, adding a functional brace. So 
to give him some medial support. A lot of times he'll be he'll be fine. Uh, it's just a matter of how long it's going to take. You know, it's nobody really wants to give too much information on on the injury report. They're not releasing, you know, obviously the medical examination that was performed on him. Uh, but I'm not too worried about that. So he should be able to come back and perform basically at the same level, at least yeah, long term. Yeah, that shouldn't that shouldn't be too much of an issue for fantasy owners in, yeah. in terms of his when he's back on the field he shouldn't he shouldn't be this shouldn't be lingering uh, with him too long. Right. The hope is, I guess, for his owners is that they don't get too acclimated to having some of these other guys fill in because you know Shanahan likes the uh, likes the committee approach and Mostert was starting out strong as as the main guy. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, all right, and then uh, the other big one that's that's been a bit lingering here. Um, According to reports, it's right on track, and that's AJ Brown. He's dealing with a knee injury. More specifically, it's a bone bruise. Uh, you know, I to me, when I hear bone bruise, I hear bruise. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't know the uh, science of it, and you do. Walk us through this sort of injury. Why? Why is he missing as much time as they're saying? You know, weeks. And uh, what are the other implications when he when he finally does return? Well, you know, AJ Brown. You know, he's a great receiver. Um, but a lot of people things people don't realize is um, that bone bone bruises don't necessarily just injure the the bone. You know, it's a trauma to the bone. There's some localized inflammation. But a lot of times to get an injury like that, you're, you're dealing with a lot of other soft tissue trauma. Um, and, you know, when there's that level of pain, uh, you're going to change your mechanics with running and, and routes, especially, you know, route running is such a precise art. Um, so, you know, he, he's, I, I don't think he's going to be out too much longer. Um, if he's not playing this week, I think he'll be back next week. Um, but you know, he, he's a guy again, Tannehill's doing a great job spreading the ball. Um, AJ, he's a, he's a second year guy, right? Yes. Yeah. He's a second year. Yeah. Guy. So, you know, he had a great first year last year. They got a, uh, a few players that are playing well right now. So, you know, I'd be cautious to throw him right in my lineup personally. Right. Um, because Tannehill's been doing a great job spreading the ball. Derrick Henry's, you know, if, if they get a lead, he's going to eat the ball. So um, it's something where I, he's he's going to play well this year. It's just a matter of when, uh, and that might be another couple weeks. And I think about about the time of his return, their schedule gets a little bit tougher than it has been. They've had a pretty, pretty cupcake uh, schedule so far. So, you know, it might be even more uh, uh, insult to injury, so to speak, pun intended. Well, Joe, we know there's uh, really, yeah, that, that pun intended. <laughs> There, there really aren't any cupcakes in the NFL unless you're playing the Jets. <laughs> well, if we're talking defenses, you can throw my Cowboys in there too. Having uh, it's it's been uh, right this way, sir. That sort of defense. Let's lo- lo- roll the red carpet out for him. Well, you know what? They did end on a good note last, uh, you know, last game. So um, it, it looked pretty bleak in the first oh, half was, of the Cowboys. Oh, don't uh, get me started. Sometimes, sometimes you just need a little bit of momentum to to play a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball. I think what the, Which, the uh, word you're you looking know, for is luck, today. but yes, uh, the momentum yeah, could help too. I think. <laughs> but Joe, let's let's think back to a an old film. Uh, it's twenty years to the day that remember the Titans <laughs> came out in theaters. So you know they had a little bit of a shoddy defense to start the season as well. So there is a chance for maybe they can you know uh, their kumbaya moment to bring them together to play. As a you know what? I like your optimism, Ed. That's why we have you here on the medical tent with Ed Strasnick, Dr. Ed Strasnick. Fantastic. Now, I got to, right before you leave, you know, I want you to look ahead. Week three is here, you know, and beyond. What are your takeaways from the first couple weeks of the NFL season? Big, big takeaway. What do you got for us? Injury or not, it could be anything. 
uh, and what are you looking for here? Because, you know, there's a lot of takeaways. You can take away a lot. You, you, there's a lot of underperforming teams, you know, and I'm not just saying this is a Jets fan or a Giants fan, but those injuries t- are taking a toll on those teams. Well, why don't we, why don't we um, say this? Why don't we say this? Well, who's your surprise? We'll do it two ways. Who's your surprise team in the NFL? Who's who's really who, who's opening your eyes a bit? And then uh, fantasy-wise, who's, who's the eye-opener to you, the, the surprise of the year? I mean, surprise teams, you know, I got to pick two right off the gate. Las Vegas, they look yeah. good. Uh, oh, yeah. I like their uh, kind of locker room culture they have, uh, even though Gruden keeps getting fined for not wearing the mask. But, <laughs> 100 uh, grand. I, Oof. I, I think they have something positive going there, and I, and I do like the Bills. Yeah. Um, you know, the Bills, obviously, they, 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 they haven't played the toughest opponents at this point yet. Um, but Josh Allen's been underrated, I think, his whole career. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the intangibles. As long as he stays healthy, you know, if, if he gets hurt, that team's in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, but he's he's a guy that's always played in cold weather. He played in Wyoming in college, he, you know, right to Buffalo. So, you know, he's used to the cold weather, the high elevation. So I don't think his pace of change, uh, play is going to change as right. the season progresses. So I like them. I like Buffalo. I know. I think it's going to be them or the Patriots for the division. Whoever, Whichever defense plays up to – up to snuff when they play each other. And it looks like it's heading that way for sure. A clash of uh, two, two AFC East Titans for the first time in a while, potentially, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that plays out. Ed, always a pleasure, my man. It really is. Thank you for uh, helping us navigate this, uh, this crazy, crazy injury landscape so far. The shortened, you know, in the truncated preseason stuff, certainly taking its toll. So Ed, yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's fun to be here, but you know I will say that this gives uh, a lot of chances for for some younger NFL players to, yeah. to get their their shot. You know this is their their shot. There's a lot of big injuries, and, and you're going to see a lot of players step up and fill that void. So That's right, you got to be working uh, the you know, waiver wires hard. The you know, yeah. free agents, you got to be looking at them hard because you just never know week in and week out. Oh yeah, you can't be afraid to bid. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Spend your fab, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, uh, it, baby. What's that? I said that's it, baby. Oh, yeah. All right. Listen, Ed, again, pleasure as always. We will see you again next week. I'm hoping that the list is smaller, but it doesn't seem like it's you know trending that way at all. So, Ed, thank you again, and we'll see you next week, hopefully. All right, Joe. Sounds good. Talk to you Take later. Take care of yourself. And now it's time for the DFS lineup of the week. This is something that we'll do each week. Uh, you know, trying to get you ready and and putting together a good lineup. Now you you might go exactly with what I go with, or or you might you know take some of the pieces, some of the information I give you. It's really it's your choice, of course. It's your money, and you know I, I want you to win more of it, and uh, hoping everyone can uh, you know can be successful here. But you know this is something this week, this lineup that I'd be comfortable playing in uh, some GPP tournaments, maybe in some small uh, smaller cash games or small kind of tournaments with friends and stuff. I th- really think this one could be pretty successful for you. Um, you know, pay down, pay down into a few positions so I could pay up at others. And uh, I'm targeting some, uh, some big, big games this week that I think will have a lot of scoring potential for, uh, you know, as far as fantasy goes. And uh, we'll start with that. We'll go through each, we, we'll go through each spot and I'll tell you who I'm thinking of and who, who I'm going to lock in this week. And uh, again, you can do with that what you, what you'd like. Um, so let's start at the QB position again. Russell Wilson versus the Dallas Cowboys. I talked about this a little bit earlier. This game is massive. Let me just read some numbers on the Dallas versus Seattle game, the uh, late game slot on Sunday. Uh, the over-unders coming in at 55 and a half. That is a huge number. That's massive. And I think it goes over that. 
honestly, I really think that between the way these two offenses move the ball and the way that these two defenses don't stop the pass, this has the potential to really do some damage uh, in the fantasy realm. All right, so guys, I mean, look at, like I said earlier, Russell Wilson is um, doing some big stuff. They're letting Russ cook, so to speak. And, uh, and, you know, that's that's what everyone's saying, let Russ cook, right? So he's scoring a ton. And the first two weeks, his games have hit the over. There's been some high over-unders. Over They've hit the over. Um, now, Seattle, and this is a stat I saw, uh, I'm trying to remember, so, you know, who I can, who got, who, who, who I can credit, excuse me. Uh, they're the number one pass f- funnel defense is Seattle. And that means that they are, are, are geared to let, let the other teams pass, let their opponents pass. They're, they're more going to stop the run. Uh, and then Dallas is the number three passing offense, right? So this is where they rank. And that is huge. That is absolutely huge to consider as we go into this week three matchup, a big matchup for both teams, really. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson, 2-0 and and those Seahawks, I mean, just look absolutely phenomenal. And I think, you know, they're, they're Super Bowl bound. That's that's kind of where they're headed, where they're looking. They look like they could go there. Um, they're going to be high-scoring games, more than likely, but I think that that could be a real possibility. And uh, Dallas, I mean, this is a big one. They, on, you know, some might call it, uh, scale, I'd call it luck. As a Cowboys fan, that was a weird, weird ending to watch. Uh, if you didn't see it, go back and watch it. Oh, my God. What an end to that game. But, um, you know, it's it's a little bit, uh, <laughs> you know, this is a, a make or break sort of week for them. It's This is, I mean, if they if they want to make it to a Super Bowl, this is the sort of team they're going to have to beat. So let's see how they do. Again, they have some holes on defense. And, uh, again, that, that only – that only uh, supports the idea that Russell Wilson is going to have a massive week. Now he's at seventy three hundred dollars, and these are DraftKings salary um, uh, numbers. So seventy three hundred dollars. So he's the number one um, quarterback as far as salary this week. So you know, I paid up there. I, I don't usually like to pay up there, but with the way I was able to construct this roster, it, I actually I actually love it. So we'll we'll see how uh, how it pans out. You know, going forward, uh, I want to I want to you know just briefly talk about a, a tweet i saw from it's a beat reporter uh john machado for the cowboys i guess in an interview he must someone must ask he asked um that the you know let me read it here so he tweets mike mccarthy says the cowboys plan is not to run clock on offense to keep russell wilson off the field as much as possible and then quote so this is from mike mccarthy quote we want to score as fast as we can and as many times as we can so if you didn't think it was going to be a shootout that's indication of you know well, the coach is saying essentially we want this to be a shootout because he, I imagine he knows his defense isn't going to do much in the way of stopping Russell Wilson. Uh, maybe, but uh, that would be a long shot in my eyes. So again, there we go. Lock in Russell Wilson at $7,300 paying up, but that's okay. Cause wait till we see the rest of the roster here uh, at running back. I'm going to go with James Conner. He's up against Houston. So the Steelers running back, James Conner, up against Houston. He comes in at $6,700. And listen, the Houston Texans just gave up 230 rushing yards to the Ravens and CEH. Uh, you know, had a, had a big week. So he, they just gave 230 rushing yards to the Ravens. And if you think about it, Clyde Edwards Lair, uh, you know, had a massive fantasy week in week one. So they are uh, bleeding yards and points to the running backs. And that's something that we want to consider, um, you know, when we're, we're trying to pick a spot here and, and start the guys that are going to give us the most points. So when you got a, that poor of a rush defense and the Steelers like to run the ball with James Conner, I, I like that marriage. 6,700, that's someone that we want to we want to plug in here. And, and, and it's funny, all offseason, I know there was uh, reports in the interviews and stuff where uh, the coaching staff for the Steelers, um, Mike Tomlin, he's like, you know, we want 
Connor to be our guy. Well, this is an opportunity to really show that. Now, the injuries are always going to be a risk, but in this case, I think James Connor has a massive week um, uh, up against the uh, Houston Texans. All right, that's our first RB. Our second running back is Miles Sanders. Again, I talked about him earlier in my dynamic duos. Well, no different here. He comes in a little bit cheaper than Connor at $6,400. Now, uh, the Eagles are going up against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, which is their, I would say, I would, you know, I guess I'd say their easiest match to date, but they did play the Redskins and got, uh, you know, I don't know what just happened to to them week one, but, you know, it is what it is. But this is uh, one of their easier matchups, and certainly for running backs. Now, since he just gave up 215 yards to uh, the one-two punch of Chubb and Kareem Hunt last week, so I mean, if you were own if you were owner of either of those guys, you you had a nice uh, beginning to your week on Thursday night last week. Now, the Eagles' offense is still trying to find its footing, and Wentz just doesn't seem to be the player he was. And I'm not saying that he's dropped off completely or anything like that. I think it's just they're they're trying to find their footing. The offense altogether. There's there's been injuries along the offensive line, so that'll certainly uh, add to that receivers dropping left and right we have Jalen Rager um you know he's gonna miss like 10 weeks or he's gonna possibly be back week 10 now with a, I think it was a thumb injury or something like that so um you know it's just been a lot of kind of piecing together offense and uh it wasn't great so and his accuracy hasn't been great either so you know I think that they're gonna rely a little bit more on the run knowing that Cincinnati's gonna kind of give there a bit um you know against this bad rush defense I think the Eagles say let's 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 hammer Miles Sanders. Let's give him the workload. And I think he will pay off with at least a touchdown, maybe two. And I think they're running out um, some clocks. I actually think, I think the Eagles will win this one. I won't, I won't say it's a lopsided victory, but I think they win this one. And uh, the you know second half, they're, they're running some clock as well. So that is uh, my second running box box. So let's go to the wide receivers. Tyler Lockett brought him up in the dynamic duos uh, segment. And we'll talk a little bit more about that here. Uh, plainly put, he is at $6,400, same as Miles Sanders was. Um, so again, he's he's kind of middling as far as um, uh, salary goes, but you know the Cowboys' defense, plain simple, as I said, is atrocious. Uh, you know they're giving up tons of points. Russ is absolutely cooking. So Lockett will score against this secondary. I, I am certain of it. He's going to you know he's going to score fantasy points, but I expect him to get in the end zone as well. They're going to take some deep shots with him. Um, you know he not not to say that uh, Metcalf is a slouch there, but certainly. Uh, Lockett's Lockett's the, the preferred deep target. And I think they go to him because um, again, this, this Cowboys secondary is banged up and already not very good. So it's just, it's, it's a, it's a myriad of disaster and, and just destruction waiting to happen. So um, we'll see how that plays out. I, you know, it's, it's always uh funny trying to choose between him and DK Metcalf. I went uh, Lockett here because I believe he's a little bit cheaper. Uh, like maybe a hundred bucks or whatever it was. So that way I could just use that money elsewhere. But Lockett, I think has a fantastic game. The other guy, as I said earlier too, was CD lamb, CD lamb, $5,400. So that's a beautiful thing. If you ask me uh, when it comes to DFS, if you can get a guy that you think is going to have a massive week and he's at $5,400, you pay that price. Now CD lamb, uh, you know, I want every part of him this week. I'm going to put in multiple lamps, you know, and he's going to be in each one. You know, this is my go-to. This is my line of the week. This is what I'm putting most of my, uh, my trust in, but I'm going to use CD Lamb a little bit everywhere. Now, CD Lamb is a great discount at $5,400. His matchup is absolutely fantastic, and I don't just mean the Seattle Seahawks secondary. I mean specifically the uh, the the matchup he has against their def- uh, defensive back. The guy's name is Ugo Amadi, I believe. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but he's uh, he was a fourth rounder, I believe, last year, and um, 
he's going to, he's their slot corner. Now, the reason why he's starting is because he's a special teamer is because they have an injury to, um, to Marquise Blair. He's, he's their starter. Uh, but they, with that injury, there's opportunity for Oogie, but more so that's opportunity for CD lamb. Um, you know, he's, he's far from stellar, this Ugo Amadi guy. And CD lamb is someone that is going to explode his speed. Um, you know, in his, he, I mean, he's playing 91.4% of his, uh, snaps in the slot, which is again, knowing you're going to have a good matchup against a guy who's filling in for an injured guy who was, you know, he's a special teamer. He's a fourth round pick. Again, he, maybe he shows some promise, but right now we take advantage of those matchups in DFS. We want to say CD lamb and a guy in a game that's going to be, you know, a high scoring affair, a shootout. People are confirming, right? You got the coaches there. You know, you got a uh, McCarthy saying, yeah, it's going to be a shootout. Basically he didn't say that, but we're paraphrasing. Um, and CD lamb, I think there's a great spot to, again, prove that he was worth that, uh, first uh, first round pick for the Cowboys in what was already a, a pretty crowded receiving room. So, um, you know, and plus CeeDee Lamb had a little mini breakout affair last week and that surprise went over the Falcons. I mean, he went over 100 yards and had some late great, uh, like late game great grabs that were super impressive. The moment was not too big for him and that's what we want to see, right? So um, that is great. We lock in CeeDee Lamb, $5,400, a nice steal. Uh, now this one is my really far buy down uh, candidate here and this is Darnell Mooney. Okay, this is the Bears wide receiver. Uh, he's a rookie, um, and he is coming at $3,000, so very, very cheap. Now, he's my sleeper pick of the lineup and someone that I'm hoping can pop, but he uh, he's he's at 3000 He faces a horrible Falcons defense. We just saw the Cowboys come back, and you know, if it wasn't for um, those early turnovers by the Cowboys in their own territory, I think that that game may have looked a lot different. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, here we are. This guy's becoming one of... Uh, uh, you know, the, the Darnell Mooney rookie, he's becoming one of these guys that, um, you know, seems to be getting more and more work in the offense um, with Mitch, with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Matt Nagy seems to trust him, uh, you know, to use him as a rookie. A lot of rookies are kind of sh- shaky out of the gate, but he, his role is just, in, you know, improving, improving. And last week he scored a touchdown. I think he had three grabs, uh, you know, on, on three targets. So he's catching everything coming to him. Uh, and he could be a reliable target this week in what could be a, a game that I think the Falcons would score for, for sure. And the Bears can against this Atlanta Falcons defense. I think they'll score as well. So this could be a bit of a higher scoring game as well. So with that said, Darnell Mooney, Quick guy, he could be uh, someone that we see some long shots with as well. I really like his, uh, you know, some some high return potential on what's a really really small small salary. So you know, you, you pay down here, so I can pay up at these other positions, like getting the number one quarterback of the week, hopefully, and uh, you know some of these other guys as well. Um, at tight end, we talked about him a little bit earlier. That's tight end Janu Smith. He, uh, you know, the Titans plays against Minnesota. I'm just going to give you a list of why I like him. Pretty quick. Last week targets he had five yards 84 two touchdowns all right so a big week for him last week you know uh if you if you started him you had a nice nice little week there uh he was in my dfs lineup and uh you know that was that was uh certainly helpful and uh you know where i placed and then um let's see uh, another thing vikings horrible against the pass they're 28th in the league in yards allowed so over the course of two weeks through two weeks they've allowed 567 yards um and also, they're tied for second most touchdowns allowed, passing touchdowns. Um, so, what was it? I think at five. Yeah, so they're at five. So, again, another thing in the favor of the passing game for the Titans. And uh, this is a big one, okay? That's more specific to John Smith. But they, like I said a little bit earlier in the show, they give up five catches for 111 yards to Mo Alley Cox. He is the backup tight end for the, um, for the Colts. So, again, this is someone that, 
John o. Smith, I think, could could have a massive game with the, with a flourishing chemistry he has with uh, Tannehill, um, and especially with AJ Brown out. And uh, you know that that this team's going to be able to move the ball in the air against Minnesota. So we'll we'll, we'll look to see John o. get looked at early and often, and hopefully in the red zone like he was last week. So John o. Smith. At $5,200, again, you pay down a little bit. You know, he's not super, super cheap, but you pay down a little bit and you get him. Now my flex position. I love this flex position. I love it. I think it's going to be a slam dunk, and that is Kenyon Drake. So I'm, I'm fitting a lot of big-name running backs that are, should have massive weeks. Kenyon Drake comes in at a uh, even $6,000, and he's up against the Lions. The Lions just gave up 168 yards and two scores on the ground to Aaron Jones. Um you know, of the Packers. So, you know, Kenyon Drake is going to ball out this week. I, you know, he's, he's fantastic. And uh, they're going to lean on that running game and, you know, they have the pass catchers to do it, but I, I think the lions lose this game. Um, and, and the Cardinals are, are going to be running that ball on the early downs and, and letting Kenyon Drake carve up that team. Again, Aaron Jones, Jones just had a absolute field day on them. And Kenyon Drake has uh, a, a quite the similar skill set and we'll see how um, he shakes out, but to get him at $6,000 in my flex makes me really happy looking at this lineup. And then last but not least is the defense. Now I paid down here a little bit. I, you know, it's, it's not expensive, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the top defense, but I think it was maybe $500 off the, the highest price defense, which was the Colts, I believe 4,100, but the, the team, the, the defense I'm choosing is the LA Chargers. Okay. Um, they're hosting uh, the Carolina Panthers, who are now down their running back, right? They're, they're now down their, their number one guy, the, the number one draft pick in your league. That's, um, um, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Wow. Brain fart. But here we are. <laughs> All right. So CMC's out for the next month or so. So, I think that their offense is going to not completely shut down. I think Mike Davis is a nice player, but um, you know they're, they're going to sputter a little bit. And I think that the LA Chargers, who have a, a host of great defensive talent, can take advantage. I think the pass rush, including Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, they'll get to the quarterback. You'll get some sacks there, that com- you know, them and company. And then we'll also have, I mean, they, they got the strong DB play of uh, Casey Hayward Jr. You got Chris Harris, uh, you know. I, I think they'll struggle on offense, the uh, Panthers, to get get things truly moving. I think more more or less there might be some points that your defense loses late from some garbage time stuff where they're playing off a little bit. But I think the Chargers win this game, and it's uh, basically on the back of their defense with some uh, plays made here and here by the running game uh, for the um, Chargers because, uh, again, they're playing the Panthers, and the Panthers' rush defense is absolutely horrible. So another uh, – another, um, player you might want to consider in DFS that's not on my list here, not in my lineup of the week is, uh, you know, either an Austin Eckler. Um, you know, I, I think he could have a massive week this week or Joshua Kelly, who's going to be a little bit cheaper, save some money. Uh, Cause they're basically going kind of like 50, 50 sort of, sort of split there. They're, they're, uh, they're kind of using a two back system there. So I, I, you know, maybe Joshua Kelly falls in the end zone a couple of times and you, you got a nice week at, at a cheaper price. But um, I think either of them, if you squeeze one of those into these lineups could be, could be fantastic. Um, so we'll see. So that is the lineup of the week guys. Uh, you know, Chargers defense. Then I don't know if I said it. Yeah, thirty six hundred bucks. But that's the lineup of the week, and that that'll bring it down to zero bucks. Actually, zero dollars left. <laughs> Nothing else to spare. Um, 
The only thing I do want to note, and I made this note, I forgot to say, is Jonu Smith has been on the injury report, but I believe it's not looking serious or anything like that. Um, I think he's uh, trending towards going and, and certainly practicing at the end of the week. So uh, that would be the only thing. And, of course, you can always um, sub in somebody else there. But, uh, like I said, I think he's uh, on the on the right track here. All right, that is the DFS lineup of the week. Um, and hopefully, you know, you go out there and you win some money this week. Uh, I'm rooting for you guys, uh, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Go uh, do what you can to to cash. See you guys. All right, so we'll close out the show today with a weekly segment we call the Fantasy Q&A. This is where you guys are sending questions on social media, and I will answer them on the show uh, going into each week so you guys are uh, as prepared as you possibly can and get some feedback on uh, what you're thinking. So um, we have four questions today, a couple of trade questions and a couple of start set questions, and we'll tackle those trade questions first. The first one comes from at Drew uh, Drew Brummer at Drew Brummer uh, on Instagram. He says, uh, and I quote, he says, um, should I trade Saquon for Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Schultz in a dynasty league? Um, I'm going to go quickly here. No, I don't want, I don't want that at all. So uh, no part of that. Now I, I understand in a dynasty league, see uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the, the younger guy and he seems to be promising, but we just haven't seen enough. I think he is going to be a great uh, talent in this league. Uh, you know, I just don't know. Um, you just never know, of course. And uh, Saquon is is a once in a lifetime sort of talent. He's a once in a generation sort. Of, he's a generational talent, as he, as I like to say. This is a guy that uh, you know he'll come back off this injury, and I think that he uh, he'll have himself uh, great years ahead. Of course, um, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. I, I want the proven commodity of Saquon. Plus, I mean, you know, he's 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 someone that you know he's going to be the bell cow somewhere. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire seems to be trending that that way, but we just don't know for sure yet. Um, and if he stays with the Chiefs for a long time, I mean, I think that could be some sustain, sustained excuse me sustained success with a uh, tongue twister there um, with Patrick Mahomes. But uh, you know, and the Schultz, I think, is just the kind of throw-in player. He had a big week last week, so whoever won, uh, you know, offered you that trade in your dynasty league, would just say, "Oh, let's let's see. Oh, maybe this is a guy of the future in, in Dallas." I don't think uh, Schultz is Dalton Schultz. Um, he did have a nice week too, but you know, I don't think he's their their future guy. So he, again, he's just a throwaway. So this is basically Saquon for Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Give me Saquon, and uh, don't don't think about you know don't don't think about it. Saquon's a guy. Keep him and um, see where he goes. And again, if you want to keep an eye on the injury status, and you know. Maybe this guy down the road, you know, maybe reports come out that the injury not great uh, for you know the future. Then you might want to, uh, you might regret this. But again, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Saquon bounces back next year and he'll be just fine. And then you'll have him. He's again, he's also insanely young too. So uh, you'll have him for a very long time being a bell cow in this league. Go Saquon. Uh, number two trade question. This comes from uh, at Hannah Fong thirty. Anna, Hannah Fong thirty. She says, "Is getting Todd Gurley." For Joe Mixon, a good trade. So she'd be um, trading away Joe Mixon and getting Todd Gurley. I'm going to go with the uh, the the Mixon side of this trade. To be honest with you, um, you know Todd Gurley is the big name, and uh, he's in what what seems to be a v- very good offense for his skill set. That you know an offense that can move the ball, um, that you know passes quite a bit. And you you would think that he would get a lot of passing work. That just hasn't been the case much early in the season. Again, it's it's two weeks in, so who knows. Um, but Mixon is the guy. Yeah, you have Gio Bernard, but he's not. Um, he doesn't worry me. He's the guy who's going to come and spell him. He's he's the handcuff possibly if you have uh, Mixon uh, in your lineup starting. But uh, and, and again, Gurley is the guy this year. But again, they're going to limit his reps. We talked to Doctor Ed Shrasnick about uh, you know potential burst. 
it may not be there all the time every week. Um, they may want to, you know, give them a little bit of time off here and there. Um, if, if they're up big, maybe they don't run girly as much and they go with Ito Smith or, or Hill. So again, it's knowing that they're trying to manage his reps uh, doesn't, you know, potentially, especially in certain game situations, doesn't make me feel great. Um, if, if I can just have Mixon, Mixon hasn't started the year off great, but again, this is a rookie quarterback coming in. They're just finding the, uh, their, their ground and, and you, and, but he's starting to push the ball too. So I think that that'll open things up in the passing game. They'll, they'll start getting mixing the ball out in space as well. But, uh, you know, Joe Mixon started started slow last year, too, and finished insanely strong. And that was with what will probably end up being, by the end of this year, worst quarterback play last year. So um, we'll see where it all shakes out. But I think Mixon is a guy you want to keep. So do not trade him. Okay, uh, third question is a start sit. This person says Singletary, so Devin Singletary uh, or David Johnson. This one's kind of close for me. Okay, but I'm going to go. Uh, probably against what most people would say. I'm going to say Devin Singletary is a start this week. Now, David Johnson, uh, he's he's been he's been good thus far, but he he has a tough defense up against uh, with the Steelers. That you know, in Week One before the injury happened, Saquon Barkley was completely shut down. So I mean, you've seen the Steelers; they're they're a great defensive role, and they're certainly good against the run. I don't love David Johnson that matchup. I think that the Texans are going to have to throw a lot. He may he might be uh, good for you in the passing game a bit here, but again, I just don't love the matchup for the Texans up against the Steelers. I don't think the run game will certainly flow in a way that makes you happy to have started Johnson. He might get you a decent amount of points, but not something that you're super super happy with. Now Devin Singletary, he plays the Rams in what actually is a pretty good matchup for him. Now they're 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 a solid defense, the Rams here and there, but that you know and again with the pass rush and they're. Their back end, the defensive backs are, are pretty good, obviously, uh, led by Ramsey. But um, the the Rams against the run have been eh. – uh, Zeke had a, a nice week one, a very nice week one, and then Sanders came out in his first game of the season and had, had, a, had a nice week as well. So, you know, I, I don't I don't love um, – whereas I don't – like Sling, Singletary is not going to be your slam dunk star. I think he's a good start to get some good points. Something in the high teens, depending on your scoring system, I, I think is, is something that – is very doable for him this week. And uh, not to mention Zach Moss, kind of the thorn in his side. If you uh, um, drafted Singletary, you didn't love uh, Zach Moss getting the goal line stuff and all that in the, the first week or so. But he's he's banged up. He's dealing with a toe injury. So he's uncertain to even play. So that just means more work for Devin Singletary. So, yeah, I would, for me, Singletary all the way. Um, David, they're, they're close, but Singletary's a guy I go with. And then our last start-sit question of the week here, leading into week three, is a... Start sit question regarding two wide receivers um, that, uh, you know, this is at name value alone. This would be a, maybe a tough call for some, but I think if you look a little deeper, you'll see that the start is Odell. And the Odell or Diggs in week three was a question. Odell or Diggs, Stefan Diggs in week three. So Beckham is up against the Washington football team, whereas uh, Stefan Diggs is playing the Rams. And that's all I need to know. Diggs is their number one in the Bills, and he is likely to be shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. I want to avoid that at all costs. So if I have someone like Odell who's going up against a relatively soft uh, Washington, um, you know, secondary, uh, you know, especially after you know the game he had with uh, Baker Mayfield, I'm, I'm not saying I want to chase points here, but I think that uh, chemistry continues to fl- uh, flourish uh, this year. Uh, you know, there's just, there's always talk of Odell getting traded out of town, but you know, I think that they kind of 
put those rumors and all that stuff to bed and they continue to have a pretty nice season Odell uh, and, and the rest of the Browns. Um, so I, yeah, give me Odell in this one for sure. I just don't love Diggs being shadowed and probably uh, not having quite a big week like he did in uh, the last couple of weeks uh, with Jalen Ramsey following him around the formation. So yeah, Odell it is. That has been the fantasy Q and A's and we will end the show. We will wrap up the show right after this. That about does it for today's episode, leading you into week three of your fantasy matchups and and week three of the NFL, guys. It's been a fun start to the year, and uh, airing it out is here, man. We we I absolutely love love what I'm doing here, and I, I'm I'm having fun with you guys and uh, helping you out, and it's it's been a, it's been a great experience. So um, let's keep it going. All right, week three. Uh, you know, I wish everyone the best of luck going forward. Uh, you know, may may the injury bug not fight you this week like it has so many and uh hopefully we can you know uh pull out a win if you need one and, and continue to win if you're if you're already doing that and and uh you know my my thoughts are with you guys now again i just want to remind everyone before we leave today again if you if you don't already uh make sure you subscribe to this podcast just click subscribe wherever you listen also if you could leave a rating or review that would absolutely go a long way in helping us here at airing it out love that again uh, we also have a website, airingitout.com, airingitout.com. Go there, bookmark it, check it out for the content week in and week out. Um, and we have more content on the way. Uh, you know, uh, I'm look- looking forward to a lot of the stuff that's coming uh, your way on the website as well. So airingitout.com, check that out. And then, uh, you know, social media. Um, some of you guys found this podcast through social media, and that's great. And it, that's at, um, you can find us at airingitoutff, at airingitoutff um, on both Instagram and Twitter. So, uh, you know, give us a follow, give us a shout DM. We always like to answer questions and, and kind of talk to you guys in that regard. So that's, uh, that's been really fun too. So airing it out, fantasy football. Here we are airing it out with Joe Daly, the podcast, uh, again, here to help you. We want this to be uh, a great fantasy season. It's been an interesting one so far. I'm stoked for it to continue. You know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, you know, fantasy is it's just the best. It's the best. You guys know if you're listening to a podcast about fantasy, you know fantasy football is the best. It's 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 just fun, the strategy of it all, the you know, you know, uh join with your friends and stuff and the, the bragging rights and this and that and the trophies and the punishments and all that. It, it's the best. It's it's one of the best things you know going on in the world right now because there's not not a lot of great stuff happening. So um fantasy football, let's keep it alive and well. And uh, you know, we'll 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 do, we'll do the right things. We'll make the right calls. Hopefully uh, you guys win and you guys win some money if you're doing some DFS and uh, we can come back in week four, like prepping for week four next week uh, with some good stories and all that fun stuff. But again, interact with, uh, with us on social media at airing it out FF. We love to hear from you and um, yeah, help you help you guys out. And uh, you know, that, that, that's what it's all about guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and again, you know, we hope to see you back next week. Have the best of luck this week, week three. Going to be a big one for a lot of people. And uh, again, let's stay healthy. Come on now. Uh, Both our fancy players and you guys as well. Take care. Have a great, great week three. See you guys next week.